episode of Cold Talk. I'm your host, Cole Martin, so thank you guys for joining me here today. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter and on Facebook at Cold Talk. That is at C-O-L-E-T-T-A-L-K. Either you can message me questions or topics like you on the show, you can treat with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. You can find the podcast on any major platform, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and all the other ones out there. So make sure you subscribe to the channel to get alerts when those new episodes are released. Also, I thank my brother Landon Martin for the amazing artwork on the page. If you see more of his work, you can visit his Instagram at MrFancyLand. That is at M-R-F-A-N-C-Y-L-A-N. Coming up on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Week 8 in the NFL. We'll look, look back at each team's uh, performance in Week 7 and talk about how they did and also talk about who was going to get the win this week. Uh, we have a total of two teams on by this week, so that makes us, allows us to have 15 games on the week. Uh, pretty interesting week last week. I think we only had a pair of games that had teams facing up with winning records. This week, we only have one game with teams playing each other with winning records. Uh, and it's a game you will not expect to have two teams with winning records at this point of the season. Uh, but it's been a crazy year. It's been absolutely nuts. It seems like games that we think are going to be close, they're uh, either blowouts or they're go the other way where the other team wins or something just been craziness all around. Certain quarterbacks have not been able to do anything this year, it seems like. The ones we expect to do good have been doing bad. Uh, it just seems like a lot of things have changed here in 2022, uh, but there is a lot to talk about throughout these last couple of weeks. But let's start off this episode talking about the teams that are going to be on by this week, uh, a pair of teams in the AFC West, and we'll start off with the 5-2 Kansas City Chiefs, who had a big win coming into their bye week, uh, beating the 49ers 44-23. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes having a big game, throwing for 423 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster with seven receptions for 124 yards and one touchdown. I believe that's back-to-back games. He's had a really good game, so glad to see he's getting used to this Chiefs offense. Wide receiver Marquez Valdez-Scantling with three receptions for 111 yards. Tight end Travis Kelsey, six receptions for 98 yards. Running back uh, Isaiah Pacheco with 43 yards rushing, leading the backfield. Wide receiver Mikael Hartman with two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown this game, so three touchdowns for Hartman in this one. Running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire and wide receiver Justin Watson each had a touchdown as well. And on the defensive side, Chris Jones showed his presence to the Niners offense as he had a pair of sacks in the game. But again, this Chiefs team, easily probably the number two team in the AFC right now. They have looked very impressive. Uh, they'd have a couple, uh, one bad game against the Colts. Uh, and then had a great one against the Bills, which I'm expecting that will be a rematch in the AFC Championship game this year. These two teams have just absolutely looked incredible. Uh, it's hard to see this Chiefs team uh, not making it that far this year. It's like that every year when you have Patrick Mahomes under the helm. Uh, but this team has looked really good. Uh, going to be interesting to see how this bye week is going to work for them. Let's see if they'll be able to, if they have any injuries that they need to take care of through this bye week. But the team has played stayed pretty healthy for the most part. Uh, so I think that should be a big, big help for them, especially having this bye week to get those healthy players even healthier, get them rest, get them some relaxed time, uh, and get ready for the second half of the season. Uh, but right now, the... Chiefs get ready to go on their bye week at 5-2, right now leading the AFC West. And speaking of that AFC West, the team that is behind them in that division, the Los Angeles Chargers are on their bye week, and they come to their bye week at 4-3. and three. 
Their last game, they ended up losing to the Seattle Seahawks 37-23. Quarterback Justin Herbert thrown for 293 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Quarterback Austin Eckler with 12 receptions for 96 yards, one touchdown, and 31 rushing yards. Wide receiver Mike Evans with seven receptions for 86 yards and one touchdown. He had to leave the game with an ankle injury. And from the sounds of it, he will be missing some time. So bad news for this Chargers offense, especially... Uh, with uh, getting Keenan Allen back, I believe they, I believe he came back on last Sunday. I'm not percent sure, but I know he's coming back here soon. I might, might have been out on Sunday to get, come back after the bye week. Uh, but again, already missing him for majority of the season. Now Mike Williams will be out here for the second part of the season, it looks like, for a good portion of it. Tight end uh, Gerald Everett with five receptions for 63 yards. And also some other uh, injury news for the Chargers. They have lost cornerback J.C. Jackson for the season with a ruptured patella tendon. So he is going to be gone, and he's a huge part of this corner uh, backfield for this defense. So a uh, big loss for the defense for the Chargers, and this Chargers team has been banged up throughout the year this year. Uh, they have quite a few injuries that are just they're dealing with right now. So again, a bye week to allow some of those injured players to come back, and also I guess now to have some of these injured players uh, begin their injuries. Sadly, so. A lot of issues going on for the Chargers right now. They are dealing with a lot of uh, adversity right now with those injuries. So now they got a bye week to try to figure things out, turn it back around, and get ready for the second half because uh, they need to do it because they have to. Got to get ready for that playoff run here. And this offensive defense is going to need the help to get on that playoff run as well. Now let's head over to Thursday Night Football where a pair of uh, two teams where we thought that maybe have a little bit of record coming at this point but do not, especially one team at home in this one as the... 4-3 Baltimore Ravens take on the very surprisingly 3-4 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last week, the Ravens were able to hang on and beat the Browns 23-20. Quarterback Lamar Jackson not having too impressive a game in this one. Only throwing for 120 yards and 59 rushing yards. Running back Gus Edwards with 66 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Devin DuVernay with two receptions for 42 yards. Justin Cooker did a lot of work in this one going 3-3 three three on field goals. And linebacker Justin in Houston with two sacks in that game. Also, some uh, side notes for the Ravens in the, from this game. Uh, Baltimore Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins uh, expected to have uh, knee surgery next week that would sideline him for four to six weeks. That's according to Sleeper. So they'll be losing uh, another running back here for a little bit. Uh, but Edwards and Drake were doing a great job in the backfield recently. So they should be fine without Dobbins right now. They've had a great core of running backs going through rotating so we'll see how much missing dives is going to hurt him but it seems like the last two weeks they've been doing pretty good without him and also for the Ravens they signed wide receiver Deshaun Jackson to a contract that's according to Adam Schefter and ESPN I expect him to be more of a kind of a presence on the practice team kind of just kind of help the receivers out a little bit of course as there's a very young receiving team so we'll see if he'll be able to help them out and maybe get some more knowledge in them to help out Get it open, maybe get open a little bit more. We'll see if Deshaun Jackson does play at all here this coming season. But the Ravens coming into this one now, getting ready to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are on a very, very bad spill right now as they lost to the Panthers last week, twenty-one to three. Yes, the Panthers team that traded Christian McCaffrey, traded away Robbie Anderson, and are on their third-string quarterback and everything else in between with this team. They beat the Patriots. Uh, excuse me, Buccaneers, I should say. Which is very, very shocking. Tom Brady in this one, 290 yards. Wide receiver Mike Evans, nine receptions for 96 yards. Should have had more because he had a wide open touchdown pass where he probably had about 10 yards of clearance from any defender and just dropped it. 
Uh, that was very shocking to see from him. Uh, so that was a big momentum shift in that game. That could be the reason why they maybe lost that game is because something like that. But overall, they just got outplayed in that game overall. Let's not let's not kind of make excuses for the Buccaneers. But uh, tight end Cade Auden with four receptions, 64 yards. Running back Rashad White with 24 yards rushing lead in the backfield. And for the first time in a long time, Brady is under 500 after week seven since 2002. So they had to go back 20 years the last time Brady was under 500 after week seven. He has never been under 500 after week eight. So we'll see if that is a first for Brady or not after this week on Thursday. And also a fun note though for that game that ended 21 to three. This is the first time that score has happened since 2010. That is according to the Scorgami Twitter account. So a little fun fact there. But in this one, this is this one's gonna be an interesting game. It's this is gonna be one of those toss-up games as well, too, because we don't know who we're gonna get for each of these teams. These teams have been on at points, these teams have been off at points. It just depends on what is happening? This this seems like this Tampa Bay defense has just been struggling so far this year. A defense that I expect to do a little better this year, but they have not been able to do it. And for Lamar Jackson and company, they have not been having their best year either. Again, Lamar not having all the weapons that he would want on this offense, I believe. And that I think that is hurting his numbers a little bit this year as well. So this could be a very interesting one. I think this could be a back and forth match. Uh, but... At some point in my mind, and I keep telling myself this because I've seen this year after year after year after year after year after year. Brady does have his struggles at times. I get that. But he usually turns it around at some point. And if he's going to turn around. This has to be the game, in my opinion. This has to be it. After this, I don't know what to say anymore about Brady. I might have to say that he may have came out of retirement for no reason at that point, it seems like. But it's time to... This is this is shut up... Uh, Either put up or shut up, I guess is the best way to put it at this point. As I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to win this one, only because I believe Brady's got to turn this team around at some point. It's just part of his history of being a quarterback on a team. He just finds a way to turn this team around, even though we're having a bad stretch, and they go on a run, and they make a deep run in the playoffs, it seems like. This has got to be that time, I feel like. As I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to win this game. This is when the turnaround begins for Tampa Bay, is what my mindset is. And if they lose this game, then, well, I will... Get on him next week on this podcast because I, I think it'll be time to do it because this is this cannot happen again. He cannot go under go three and five. I just cannot see Brady doing that. And if he does, again, I will have my words on that next week. But I'm gonna go with Tampa Bay to win this one. It's gonna be a close game. I will say that it could come down to the final drive. Uh, I'm gonna be surprised if we see a Tom Brady drive to win the game. That would kind of build up some confidence, I think, as well for this team if they can do that. But I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning this one at home against the Ravens on Thursday night football. Now we go to 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone. Sorry for those people on the West Coast. I had to watch this game at 6.30 as there will be a game in London this week. This game, I believe, is only on ESPN Plus as well instead of being on Prime. Uh, or as NFL Network it was, I should say, beforehand. So this one on ESPN Plus as a pair of two and five teams go head-to-head. As the Denver Broncos take on, I guess you can consider them the home team in this one. Because every time they come to London, they are love the Jacksonville Jaguars. As last week, Denver lost to the Jets 16-9. Quarterback Brett uh, Ripien, Ripien had 225 yards passing, one interception. Wide receiver Jerry Judy had seven interceptions for 96 yards. Tight end Greg DeTucci had uh, six receptions for 51 yards. Running back Melvin Gordon led the backfield with 33 yards. Running back Latavius Murray had a touchdown this game. And defense Andre Mont Jones had a pair of sacks for the Dot Broncos defense. As for Russell Wilson, you wonder why he wasn't quarterback this game. Well, he was dealing with a partly torn hamstring 
Uh, they said he could have been out for multiple weeks, according to Adam Schultz and ESPN. But there is news that he is looking good right now. He has been relaxed. He has been moving around great. And it sounds like he will be starting quarterback for this game. So we'll see if maybe a little week off will be able to help Russell Wilson get ready to go, get his mind straight. And if he, he come back to the regular Russell Wilson that he has been known to be. So we'll see if he can be able to do that this week. As the Jaguars, they ended up suffering a loss to the Giants last week, 23-17. to As that game came down to the final play, they got down to the one-yard line, but were not able to cross the goal line, and they lost that game by one yard. A very upsetting loss for the Jaguars, but it, uh, nonetheless, it is a loss. Quarterback Trevor Lawrence in this one, 310 yards passing, also had a rushing touchdown in this game. Running back Travis Etienne Jr., at 114 yards, one touchdown, and also a fumble loss. Why is he for Christian Kirk? Seven receptions for 96 yards. Tight end Evan Ingram with four receptions for 67 yards. And why is he for Marvin Jones with four receptions for 57 yards? Now, again, expect this to be an interesting game as well over in London. It seems like the two previous ones have been very close games, so I would not expect this one to be any different. But I think the key factor in this game is going to be that Denver Broncos defense. That defense usually plays pretty damn well. They can keep teams uh, underneath. And I think I would, I would not be surprised if Trevor Lawrence has a pair of uh, turnovers in this game because of, because of this defense. And I am going to go with the Denver Broncos on the road in this one. I don't know if they're the if they're the underdogs in this one or not. I, I, have to look, I didn't look at the butt bets before this. But I'm going to go with the Broncos this one. I think they the defense is going to be able to do their job to help out. I'm expecting Russell Wilson to look better in this game. I'm expecting him to have his, one of his best games of the season in this one. I just need to see, again, another quarterback. I just need to see something from you now or never at this point. We're almost at the half point, halfway point of the season. You're going to turn around. This is where you have to turn it around. I'm expecting to see that from Russell Wilson in this one as I expect the Broncos to beat the Jaguars over in London and starting to get some momentum built up back up for this Broncos team. Now we're to our 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time Zone game. We'll start off with a battle in the NFC South as the 2-5 Carolina Panthers take on the 3-4 Atlanta Falcons. Last week, the Panthers were able to beat the Buccaneers 21-3. Like I said, a lot of names you would not think you'd be hearing in this uh, stat lineup that I have here. But because of the trades to McCaffrey and Anderson, that is the reason for it. As Deontay Foreman went 118 yards rushing in the game. Cutting back P.J. Walker, the third-string quarterback, went 16 for 22 for 177 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver D.J. Moore with seven receptions, 69 yards and a touchdown. Glad to see he had a good game. I think seems like his best game of the year so far for Moore. Running back Trevor Hubbard with 63 yards rushing as well. And tight end Tommy Trumbull with a touchdown also. And it was also announced that Walker will be the starter for this game against the Falcons over Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, who are expected to both be able to play in this game. So Walker getting a big win against the Buccaneers, got some teams, some momentum. They're going to keep with him in this week against the Falcons to see if he can continue to do it. Also, like I mentioned, Carolina Panthers trade running back Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers for a 2023 second, third, and fourth round pick, and also a fifth round pick in 2024. Was this a good trade for the Panthers? Yes, it was, because they are getting draft capital, which is always a good thing to have. Yes, they're not guaranteed to be good players, but it's always a good to try to get that young talent to help develop a team that is not going to be going anywhere right now that they don't expect to, even though they are still competing, which you love to see. Uh, from that organization. It's a good positive thing to see. So we'll see if the Panthers can keep it going here as well. And for the Niners, kind of surprised he went to the Niners because of how much many running backs they have on that team with Wilson 
and uh, others and company there as well. So um, they have like three good running backs there to begin with. And now they're adding a fourth one. So we'll see what that is going to do for this team. We'll see if this uh, helps out the team or not. But uh, Christian McCaffrey is a 49er. And I believe I do have stats in the game he had as well from last week against the Chiefs. So I'll go over that once we get to the 49ers. But again, McCaffrey is now a Niner. As going for over to the Atlanta Falcons side, they ended up suffering a loss to the Bengals last week, 35-17. to Wide receiver... Damir uh, Bird with a reception for 75 yards and a touchdown in that one. Quarterback Marcus Meridian with 124 yards and a touchdown. Running back Tyler Algier with 50 yards and a touchdown as well. So Atlanta not able to do too much on offense. They were able to have some big plays that were to help them out. I mean, besides that one big play, Meridian only has 49 yards passing in the game. So nothing too great for this offense in that game against the Bengals. Uh, so now they look to step it back up here this week against Carolina. Uh, this could be an interesting game. Because I think this could be closer than a lot of people expect as well. Uh, but I have to go with the home team. I just want to go with the Falcons. I feel like they just uh, will get things up going a little bit better in this one. But again, it, it, it could, should be a close one. I expect the Falcons to play a little better, at least in this game, in my opinion. I, it, I, I might be changing my mind right now while I'm talking about this. But I'm going to stick with my gut on this one. I'm going to go with the Falcons winning this. I feel like they just are overall the better team, even though we thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were the better team last week. But I'm going to go with the Falcons in this one. I just have to, I feel like, in my mind, as I think Atlanta will win this one. Very close game as well in this one. But I'm, again, going to go with the Falcons over the Panthers. Next, we have the 3-4 Chicago Bears taking on the 5-2 Dallas Cowboys. As last week, the Bears were able to beat the Patriots convincingly 33-14 on Monday Night Football. Quarterback Justin Fields with 179 yards passing, one touchdown. One interception was also sacked four times in that game, but he also ran for 82 yards and a touchdown. Running back David Montgomery with 62 yards and a touchdown. Running back Khalid Herbert with 62 yards and a receiving touchdown in the game. Wide receiver David Mooney with three receptions for 53 yards. And kicker Carlos Santos with 44, well, 4 for 4 on field goals in that game. So the Bears stepping up on Monday Night Football, beating a... Patriots team that has a really good defense, so shocked they were able to put that, much, that many points on that defense. But we're also able to get a lot of turnovers on this Patriots team that helped out a lot as well. So the Bears uh, probably both their best performance of the year easily in this one as they look to continue momentum now as they get ready to take on the Dallas Cowboys who beat the Detroit Lions last week 24-6. Quarterback Dallas Prescott with his first game back from suffering uh, his injury to his thumb. He went 19-25 for 25 in this game for 207 yards and one touchdown. Running back Tony Pollard was 83 yards rushing. Wide receiver C.D. Lamb with four receptions for 70 yards. Running back Ezekiel Elliott, 57 yards and two touchdowns. Wide receiver Noah Brown, five receptions for 50 yards and a fumble loss in that game. Tight end Peyton a header shot with a touchdown. And defensive end Sam Williams of a pair of sacks on the defensive side to help out this Cowboys defense. Uh, but Dak Prescott looked pretty good in this game back. We weren't expecting anything huge from him on his first game back. You kind of want to ease him back into the starting lineup. And not expect him to make big plays right off the bat. It was actually what he did. He just kept his underneath passes. Let his uh, receivers and running backs do the work. Which I'm 100% okay with. I think that he did a good job in this game. And he protected the ball. Which is the key thing you want to see from him. So a good job by the Cowboys in this in that game. And in this one, I'm going to go with the Cowboys as well. At home. Hard to go against the Cowboys there. Uh, we'll see if Dak continues the process this week. And starts to swing, out a little, swing it out a little bit more in this one. Uh, but he's going against a good Bears defense, so it should be interesting to see how this defense is able to do it against this Dallas offense. Uh, again, we've seen Dak in two games this year. In that first game against the Buccaneers, he struggled in that one. 
didn't look too didn't look too flashy in this game. But again, coming back from injury, I wasn't expecting him to look too flashy. So see, we'll see if he can get flashy in this one against the Bears. Uh, but I do expect the Cowboys to win this one. I would say this will be about a seven to ten point win for the Cowboys as they will beat the Bears at home and move to six and two on the season. Next, we have the four and three Miami Dolphins going against the worst team in the NFL, and that is my poor, poor, poor Detroit Lions, who are one and five right now. Last week, Miami was able to beat the Steelers sixteen to ten. Quarterback Tua Tagovailoa making his return back after having that scary hit that he had a couple weeks ago, that that concussion he suffered. Uh, he threw for 261 yards in that game for a touchdown. Receiver Jalen Waddle with four receptions for 88 yards. Running back Raheem Mostert with 79 yards rushing and a receiving touchdown. Wide receiver Tyreek Hill with seven receptions for 72 yards. Linebacker Jelaine Phillips with one and a half sacks in the game. And kicker Jason Sanders that went three for three on field goals as well in that one. Uh, but again, Miami, Tua coming back in this one kind of. Trying to make it somewhat easy for him. He did make some pretty good downfield throws, so that was a positive thing to see. Uh, we're not able to finish off drives in this one, which had Sanders kick quite a few field goals. Uh, but they were able to contain the Steelers team uh, quite a bit, who turned the ball over quite a bit in that game as well, which helped this team out, I believe, to score. Uh, this could have been a lot closer game if they did not turn the ball over. But again, Steelers just could not hold on to the ball. Miami was able to hold on to the ball, and that allowed them to pick up the win in that one on Sunday Night Football. As for the Lions, they lost to the Cowboys 24-6. That score was very deceiving because this was a close game throughout. Quarterback Jared Goff, 21 for 26 for 228 yards. Had two interceptions in this game and was sacked five times. He just had happy feet in that pocket all game, it seemed like. Running back Jamal Williams of 79 yards. He did also have a fumble loss that was on the goal line as they were about to score and take the lead. Let's see for Khalif Raidman with five receptions for 75 yards. Tight end Brock Wright with four receptions for 57 yards. Defense and rookie defense and Aiden Hutchinson had one and a half sacks in this game. Also in this game as well, Amon Rase Brown was taken out due to concussion protocol. He was out of the game because he if you show any sort of wobbliness at all, you are not you are automatically out of the game. And he did not suffer concussion, so he should be back in this game against Miami. Uh, hopefully, another player that will be back will be DeAndre Swift, as he had a miss last week, still recovering from his shoulder injury. So we'll see if he plays in this one. Uh, again, Lions were in this game for a majority of it until the fourth quarter. Uh, they were about to take the lead to take a 13-6 lead until they fumbled the ball on the one-yard line. At that point, Dallas just took over. Then there was interceptions that happened. Interceptions begin these first, second half as well. Did not help the Lions as they were in Dallas Cowboy territory. Just some bad turnovers, bad mistakes by this Lions team, and now they are the worst team in the NFL, which as a Lions fan, I am not surprised about that one because this is just... This is just my life at this point, watching Lions football. We just we hope they do good, and it just does not go our favor. Uh, that is why in this one, I'm not expecting the Lions to win this one. I'm expecting Miami to pick up the win in this. Uh, Tua, even though I'll give credit for the Lions defense, they looked a lot better. This is the best game they played all year, this Lions defense. But again, when your offense turns the ball over, it makes your job a lot more difficult, and that is what happened to this Lions defense. Uh, I'm expecting Miami to have a fun game in this one as well. I was expecting them to air it out and possibly beat up on this team because there's a lot of weapons that the Lions are going to have to deal with in this one and I don't know if they will be able to deal with it. That is a thing. So I'm expecting Miami to win this one. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is by 10 to 14 points in that and this as well. But Miami is going to go on the road and beat the Lions and move to 5-3 and three on the season. Up next we have the 3-4 and four Arizona Cardinals taking on to 5-1 and one Minnesota Vikings. As last week the Cardinals were able to beat the Saints on Thursday Night Football 42-34. to 34. Wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins making his return to the lineup after 
being suspended for PEDs. He had 10 receptions for 103 yards, so a great first game for him. Quarterback Kyler Murray, of course, happy to see him back as he had 204 yards passing and a touchdown. Or like Eno Benjamin with 92 yards rushing and a touchdown. Why is he with Greg Dorchy? With a touchdown in this one as well. And linebacker Isaiah Simmons with a 56-yard interception return for a touchdown. But he's not the only one in defense getting in the end zone. It's cornerback Marco Wilson. Also had a 38-yard interception return for a touchdown. So the defense coming up huge for this uh, Cardinals team in this one. Uh, but some bad news that was announced uh, before a game last week. I believe before or just after the game last week. There's what the Cardinals have announced. Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Will be placed on IR. Will be out for at least a month of the foot injury. That is according to Cliff Kingsbury. So a big loss for this Cardinals team. Who are expected hoping to have Andre Hop, DeAndre Hopkins, Brown. And also their new signee, Anderson, all in the lineup. Because that would be a very dangerous receiving core to deal with. Anderson, I don't believe, did too much in his first game here. I think he had a catch or two in this one. Nothing too crazy. But the Cardinals will be able to pick a big win over the Saints. As if it weren't for those turnovers, I don't know if they would have beat the Saints. But... Overall, they picked up the win, they did their job, and now they get ready to take on the Minnesota Vikings, who were on a bye last week. Let's go over their top performance so far this year. We'll start off with quarterback Kurt Cousins, who is 1,502 yards so far this year. Nine touchdowns, which is tied, tied for 10th in the NFL, and five interceptions. Running back Delvin Cook with 450 yards and four touchdowns so far this year. And their star wide receiver, Justin Jefferson, so far he has 46 receptions, which is the 7th in the NFL. 654 yards, which is third in the NFL, and surprisingly only two touchdowns on the year. You expect him to have a lot more than that, but he's not been able to find the end zones too much so far this season. But he is doing his job at offense and helping this team out, especially Kirk Cousins, who is at off to his best start as a starting QB in his entire career with this Minnesota Vikings team. Also on the defensive side, Zadar. Zardarius Smith with nine tackles for a loss so far this year. He's second in the NFL in that category. And cornerback Patrick Peterson with seven pass deflections is tied for six in the NFL so far. And the go over both sides stats. We'll start off the offense. They are surprising look at these stats. We did not think this team is five and one. This offense so far this year in yards per game is 18th with 340. 10th in passing yards is 242. 25th in rushing yards with, with 98. And 13th in points per game with 23. On the defensive side, they are 27th in yards per game with 385 yards allowed. 28th in the passing yard department with 272. 14th in rushing with 113. And 12th in points per game with 20. But here's the key factor, their turnover margin. They are 5th in the NFL with a plus 4. They have 10 turnovers forced on defense, 6 turnovers on offense. So overall, that is probably why they are winning this game. But even though they are allowing a lot of yards in each game, they are stopping them, turning, forcing them to turn the ball over, which is allowing them to pick up victories. So Minnesota looking to do that again here against Arizona. They, I could, I could see them getting a turnover in this game, at least one or two in this game. And in this one, I believe I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings in this one. I wouldn't be surprised if there is an upset in this one. Don't be shocked if there is. But I am not seeing enough out of this Cardinals offense to make me believe that they are a dangerous set to deal with yet. Uh, Kyler Murray pretty much had to rely on Hopkins last week. If you can pretty much shut down Hopkins, I think you could be fine uh, beating this team. That is what I'm expecting Minnesota to do in this one. I think Minnesota will be able to do enough to stop this Cardinals team. I'm expecting at least a 3-7 point win for Minnesota in this one. But I do believe the Vikings win this one at home and move to 6-1. and one. But do not be surprised if the Cardinals pick up the upset in this one on the road. But again, I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings.
Next, we have the 2-4 Las Vegas Raiders taking on the 2-5 New Orleans Saints. Last week, the Raiders were able to beat the Texans 38-20. And what a performance running back Josh Jacobs has been having the last few games he's had. 143 yards in this one. Three touchdowns as he's having an incredible year. He, you might put him in the MVP uh, voting at this point because he's been playing absolutely incredible recently. Uh, great job. Great to see him having a great uh, year so far because it seems like it's been a while since we've seen him do a lot in the NFL. So good to see him back and running the ball like crazy. Uh, quarterback Derek Carr, you know, is loving it too. He had 241 yards in this game and a touchdown. Wide receiver Devontae Adams led receiving with eight receptions for 95 yards. Wide receiver Hunter Runfro, which I believe this was his... First or second game back from injury. He had three receptions for 55 yards in this one. And wide receiver Mac Hollins with a touchdown as well. And also safety uh, Duran Hardman with a 73-yard interception return for a touchdown to help out the Raiders scoring. And for the Saints, they lost to the Cardinals 42-34 last week. Quarterback Andy Dahl with 361 yards passing. Four touchdowns, but had three interceptions. And like I mentioned, the Cardinals, two of those interceptions, three, yeah, two of those interceptions went for touchdowns. Wide receiver Chris Olave with seven interceptions for 106 yards. Wide receiver Kevin White with one reception for 64 yards. Wide receiver Rashad, uh, Rashid Shahed with a reception for 53 yards and a touchdown. A second, another good week for him as he had a big run last week for a touchdown, had a big reception this week for it. Uh, to get in the end zone. Running back Alvin Kamara with 49 yards rushing in the backfield. And tight end uh, Juan Johnson with two receiving touchdowns in the game as well. Again, a Saints team that is banged up. We are still waiting to see when Thomas will be back. Uh, we There's others also injured on this team as well. I can't, can't come to my head as of right now. Uh, but this team has some uh, injuries that they're dealing with right now in the offense. Uh, Damus Wilson, I guess, being one of them as well. I should mention that's why Andy Dawn is playing. Uh, with the performance by Dawn in this one, was the question is, will James Wilson be back as starting quarterback this one? That is something we'll have to wait and see. I haven't heard anything yet, so I'd be expecting Dawn to be the quarterback still at this point. Uh, going against a very good Raiders team that has seemed like they've been starting to pick things up on offense recently. So we'll see if they'll be able to continue to do that in this one. I am going to go with the Raiders to win this game as well. I think they've just been absolutely looking good on offense recently. I think they can keep this going. They should be fine. I think the Saints team, especially how they played last week against the Cardinals. I'm expecting to avoid at least avoid turnovers in this game. Uh, this could be a high-scoring game in my opinion, but I see this uh, the Raiders picking up the win in this one in a close one, but I have the Raiders going on the road and beating the Saints, moving to 3-4 and four on the season. Up next, we have a battle in the AFC East as the New England Patriots at 3-4 are taking on the 5-2 New York Jets last week on Monday Night Football. The Bears, uh, the Patriots lost to the Bears 33-14. Quarterback Mac Jones started the game going 3-6 for six for 13 yards interception, but he was benched for quarterback Bailey Zappi, who won 185 yards, one touchdown, and didn't get any better after that. Two interceptions and one fumble loss. On Zappi's first two drives, he did drive him down the field for touchdowns, but it stalled after that. Wide receiver Devontae Park with three receptions for 68 yards. Running back Ramondre Stevenson, 39 yards rushing and a touchdown, but it had eight receptions for 59 yards. Wide receiver Jacoby Myers with a touchdown on this one. And locker, lineback, uh, linebacker Matthew Judon with two and a half sacks in that game. So a big game for him as I believe he is first in the NFL in sacks as of right now. So good job by him again, getting a lot of pressure on quarterback in this game. Uh, but again, the Patriots now have a, you could say, a quarterback controversy when you bench your starting quarterback for a backup to see what he can do. 
It makes you kind of wonder who is going to be the starting quarterback for this team, which is not good news for this team. Mac Jones just getting booed out of the building, too, at one point, which I think caused him to get benched. And I honestly, as a, as a, I am a Patriots fan as well, so just seeing this is kind of disappointing because it's the second year he's just came back from injury. You don't know if he's 100% yet or not. He's still trying to figure things out maybe a little bit with his body, uh, trying to see if anything is still hurting in game time performance. He And just benching him, it just seemed not like the right call. Uh, now you kind of maybe had the kid lose his confidence a little bit in himself, so that could be a big factor as well. So we'll see what kind of impact this has on the Patriots in this one. And for the Jets, they were able to beat the Broncos last week, 16-9. Running back Brees Hall, 72 yards rushing and a touchdown. We'll have some more news on him in a little bit as well. Quarterback Zach Wilson, 121 yards rushing, uh, passing. Running back Michael Carter with two receptions for 45 yards, leading the back uh, receiving. And kicker uh, Greg Zerloin with 3-for-3 three three on field goals. And speaking of that news with Brees Hall, he is going to be out for the season with a torn ACL. So a big loss for this Jets team this year. He had 463 yards rushing. Four touchdowns, also 19 receptions for 218 yards and a touchdown. But they were able to add a rather running back to the roster after that injury as they have acquired running back James Robinson from the Jaguars for a sixth-round pick that is according to multiple sources. So he is expected to be the new starting running back for the, Jag- uh, the Jets this year. So we'll see what he'll be able to do on this offense. Uh, the New York Jets also are have a, uh, the Jets receiver, I should say, Corey Davis, suffered an MCL sprain. That is according to Sleeper, so he might be missing some time as well. So a banged-up Jets team now getting ready to play at home against the New England Patriots. Team that has a lot of questions in this one. This, again, is going to be a very difficult choice. I think with the Jets banged up and not having Brees Hall anymore, that could be a huge problem for this offense because it seemed like at points he was the team uh, helping them get downfield. So we'll be interested to see how this team is going to work now without him. And with New England dealing with their quarterback issue, there's a lot of problems in this game that could lead to anybody winning this game, I believe. But I am going to go with the New England Patriots in this one. I, I don't know if they're going to consider that upset or not either, but I, I will call it as an upset uh, with the way these two teams have been playing so far this year. I just think this Patriots team, even though they have some issues going on, they have a good defense, I think. I just think they didn't know, had some issues with the Bears because of everything that was happening with turnovers and all that. It was just a very weird game for the Patriots. I believe they'll step back up here against the Jets. I think this will be a close one. I think they this will come down to the wire. But I, for some reason, I just have a feeling New England's going to go on the road and pick up the win on this one against the Jets and move to 4-4 four and four on the season. But the Patriots will beat the Jets, I believe, this Sunday. And again, Patriots moving to 4-4. Four and four. Next, we have the uh, battle in Pennsylvania as the 2-5 Pittsburgh Steelers go against the 6-0, only undefeated team remaining in the NFL, Philadelphia Eagles. Last week, the Steelers lost to the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football, 16-10. Quarterback Kenny Pickett with 275 yards, passing one touchdown, and the bad news for this team was the three interceptions that Pickett threw. Again, a rookie quarterback still trying to learn things out and get used to the NFL speed. Uh, just has not been able to do it yet as he had a... Too many turnovers in this one that's costing the game. Tight end Pat uh, Firemuth led the receiving with eight receptions for 75 yards. Running back Najee Harris with 65 yards rushing in this one. And wide receiver George Pickens with six receptions for 61 yards and a touchdown. But again, the Steelers not looking too bad in this game. going against a very powerful Miami offense. Uh, but with Tua coming back, you don't expect too much out of him. But again, this team just struggled at times and just couldn't, and the turnovers did not help at all either. Uh, this offense still is trying to figure some things out. So, and I'm, they might be a hard team to go against this week, especially a Philadelphia Eagles team that's coming off a bye. We'll go over their stats at this point of the season. And we'll have quarterback Jalen Hurt, who has 1,514 yards passing, 
Six touchdowns, two interceptions, this is tied for second in the NFL, and a 59.1 QBR rating so far this year, which is ninth in the NFL. Running back Miles Sanders, see to see, good to see him having a good year so far, as he has 105 attempts rushing this year, which is eighth in the NFL, 485 yards rushing, which is eighth in the NFL, and four touchdowns, which is tied for seventh in the NFL. So good to see Sanders, a major part of this offense again this year, and hopefully he can continue that now for the remainder second half of the season. And their leading receiver so far, wide receiver A.J. Brown, 33 receptions, 503 yards, which is ninth in the NFL, and two touchdowns so far in the season. And a lot of people are talking about on the defensive side as cornerback Darius Slay is tied for third in the NFL with in interceptions or three uh, with cornerback C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who also has three interceptions in the NFL. And he uh, Slay also has seven pass deflections, which is tied for sixth in the NFL. Also, cornerback James uh, Bradbury with nine pass deflections is tied for third in the NFL. And now for the offensive defensive side of the ball, the offense is fifth in yards per game with 395 yards, 13th in passing with 239, sixth in rushing with 156, and fourth in points per game with 27. On the defensive side, they are fourth in yards per game with 298 allowed, fifth in passing yards with 188, 12th in rushing with 110, and fourth in points per game as well with 18 points allowed per game. And they are first in turnover margin with plus 12. 14 turnovers on defense. Only two turnovers so far this year on offense. And that is why this team is undefeated. They do not turn the ball over. They force turnovers. And that is what's helping this team pick up wins week in and week out. And I expect the same this week for the Eagles as I would expect them to beat the Steelers in this one. Wouldn't be surprised if this is by double digits. Don't be surprised if Kenny Pickett has three turnovers in this one again as well. Uh, this Eagles team is just going to be way too much for the Steelers. I feel like I don't think I don't see the Steelers doing too much in this one. I would not be expect this one to be a blow. I, I do expect this one to be a blowout, and I expect the Eagles to pick up the win of this one uh, pretty convincingly and move to seven to zero on the season. Now we head to our four o'clock games on the day, and we'll start off with a battle in the AFC South as the four and two Tennessee Titans, the leader of that division, will take on the one four and one Houston Texans. Last week, the Titans were able to beat the Colts nineteen to ten. Running back Derrick Henry in that one, leading the way with 128 yards rushing. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill with 132 yards passing and also had a fumble loss. He also was taken out of the game with injury, which brought in Malik Willis, which he did not throw that ball in the game at all. It's late in the game. They're just handing it off to Henry. So the not, we'll see what Tannehill is feeling coming into this week. Tried out Austin Hooper with three receptions for 56 yards, leading receiving. Safety Andrew Adams was the one putting up a touchdown for this team as he has 70, a 76-yard interception return for a touchdown. And Randy Bullock went 4-for-4 four four on field goals in the game as well. So again, not an impressive game overall for the Titans. Of course, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. He just runs the ball whenever he needs to. Uh, but again, uh, passing-wise, not too great, which caused the team to have to kick four field goals in this game. So again, if you can stop the run for this Titans team, you can pretty much stop this offense overall. Uh, last week for Houston, they couldn't really stop anything on defense as they lost to the Raiders 38-20. to Quarterback David Mills, 302 yards passing, two touchdowns and an interception. Quarterback uh, Damian Pierce with 92 yards rushing. Tight end Jordan Aikens with three receptions for 60 yards, eight yards. Quarterback, hopefully I can say this last name right, Dare Ogunbowale, Ogunbowale, Wale, Ogunbowale, we'll say. <laughs> Five receptions, 54 yards. Again, hopefully I said that right. If I did it, I'm sorry. Wide receiver Philip Dorsett and Chris Moore each had a touchdown in this game as well. As Houston, again, struggles in this one. 
Again, uh, both they could get the ball downfield. Again, I just feel like turnovers are, can be an issue for times. Only had one in this game, uh, but just were not able to do anything against this Raiders team, even though, even though they were able to put 20 points up, which isn't bad for an offense, but the defense just could not stop anything. Uh, which makes you raise the eyebrow and against Raiders as well, who had Josh Jacobs who ran for 140 yards. What's going to happen when Derrick Henry goes against this team? Is he going to have 200 yards in this one? Uh, that is why I'm going to go with the Titans on the road in this one. I do not see this Houston team stopping Derrick Henry in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I think this team will be doing enough to do what they need to do to pick up the win. And I expect the Titans to beat the Texans as the Titans will move to 5-2 and two on the season. Next, we have the 3-4 and four Washington Commanders taking on the 3-3-1 three, three and one Indianapolis Colts. Last week, Washington was able to pick up a very shocking victory over the Green Bay Packers, 23-21. Backup quarterback Tyler Heineke going for 201 yards, two touchdowns and interception. Wide receiver Terry McLaurin with five receptions for 73 yards and a touchdown. Running back Brian Robinson Jr. with 73 yards rushing. Wide receiver Curtis Samuel with five receptions, 53 yards. Running back Antonio Gibson with a receiving touchdown on this one. And kicker Joey Slay with a Sly, I should say, with way for four on field goals in the game. So again, the Washington Commanders hung tough with the Packers. They were able to have the lead late in this one and were able to hold on to it as they were able to shock Green Bay. I believe they were in, they were in Washington for this game. But they were in the shot. Green Bay, either way, with their backup quarterback in, Tyler Heineke, looked a lot better than Carson Wentz did. And Wentz is out for the, at least another couple, three more weeks. So we'll see what Heineke can do in those three weeks. Maybe lock up that starting quarterback job and remain the starting quarterback for the remainder of the season. Uh, but a good, great game for the Washington Commanders in this one. Now they go against the Indianapolis Colts team, who lost to the Titans last week, 19-10. Quarterback Matt Ryan in this one went 33-44 for 44 for 243 yards. One touchdown, but had two interceptions. Wise repairs Campbell, 10 receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown. Running back Jonathan Taylor with 58 yards rushing. Wise receiver Michael Pittman Jr. with 6 receptions for 58 yards. And there's also been news that Rat Ryan will not be the starter this week. It will be Sam Ellinger, uh, according to the, coach, the head coach for the Steelers. And a lot of people are saying is if it's injury. I've heard injury for Matt Ryan. He was hurt at the end of this game. Um, they're showing some injuries updates at the end of the game or injury signs at the end of the game. But it sounds like he will. he's going to be out this week. So I don't know if he's getting benched or not. We'll see. I guess we'll see on Sunday. I haven't heard anything else about, but anything about an injury yet that he's suffered. So it sounds like he's being benched, but we'll have to see. And Ellinger will be the starting quarterback for the Colts this week. So a pair of backups will be going against each other in this one. And uh, if I'm going to go with anyone in this one, I think I might be going with the... come. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Commanders in this one because of what they were able to do against Green Bay. I think they should be able to do the same thing against the Colts here. I believe they will be able to stand up on defense a little bit here in this one, especially going against another backup quarterback. I think Heineke continues to shine in this game. Uh, the question is if they will be able to stop Jonathan Taylor. That's the question. We will have to wait and see, but I believe they could at least stop him a little bit. They should be fine. I believe Washington will win this one, and they can move to a 500 record going to 4-4. Four and four. Next, we have a battle in the FC West as the 3-4 San Francisco 49ers take on the 3-3 Los Angeles Rams. Last week, the Niners lost to the Chiefs 44-23. Quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo thrown for 303 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception was sacked five times in that game as well. Also, I had a fumble loss to add on to that. Tight end George Kittle leading the way, receiving with six receptions for 98 yards and a touchdown. Net wide receiver Brandon Ayuk with seven receptions for 82 yards. Wide receiver Ray Ray Clark. Ray Ray McLeod, the third, with four receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Running back Jeff Wilson Jr. with 54 yards rushing this game. 
And in his first game with the team running back, Christian McCaffrey had 38 yards rushing, two receptions for 24 yards. Still learning the playbook, so he's probably only on the, uh, playing for limited plays in this one. And also kicker Robbie Gold with three for three on field goals in this one. Also, Samuel uh, in this one was hurt at one point. That's why his stats weren't as great. Uh, he's still day-to-day -day going into this game, so we'll see if uh, Samuel will be able, Debo Samuel will be able to play in this one. And last week for the Rams, they were on buying as a much-needed buy because this team has been struggling all season long. Let's look over the top performers on offense stat-wise. Quarterback Matthew Stafford leading the way with 1,576 yards passing, six touchdowns, and eight interceptions, which is ranked 34th in the NFL, which I believe has to be last. He has, I believe, thrown the most interceptions in the NFL so far this year. Running back Darrell Henderson Jr. with 181 yards passing, and uh, rushing, I should say, in two touchdowns. Wide receiver Cooper Cup having a great year again. 56 receptions, which is second in the NFL. 670 yards, which is fifth in the NFL. And four touchdowns, which is tied for sixth in the NFL. So, again, another great year for Cup. Now, take a look at the offensive numbers so far this year, which are not great. Offensive-wise, they are 26 in the NFL in yards per game, which is 310. 11th in passing with 239. And third for 31st, which is second from last in rushing with 71. And they are that would be fourth from last, 29th in points per game with 17. And on the defensive side, looking good for yards per game with five, fifth in the NFL in yards per game with three, 301 allowed, eighth in passing yards of 197, ninth in rushing yards of 104, but they are 16th in points per game with 21. Again, those turnovers probably not helping them too much as their turnover uh, deficit is a negative five, which is tied for 28th in the NFL, but tied for uh, fifth from last. As the defense has forced eight turnovers so far this year, the offense with 13. So that has been the major problem with the Rams this year. They had this issue last year turning the ball over. That did not hurt them. Of course, they went all the way to the Super Bowl to win that one because the team was just so powerful. This year, not the same team, uh, not the same results. As now they get ready to go against the NFC West rival Niners. Uh, this could be a very interesting game. This game could come down to the wire. Uh, but in this one, I... Gonna go with the Rams, I'm gonna say, even though I could see the Niners win this one as well. Uh, and another upset because the Rams, I, I think the Rams have not beat the Niners in, since 2019 or something like that in the regular season. It's been a long time since the Rams have beat the Niners in the regular season, but I'm gonna go with this week being the week because of the bye week. That's the only reason I'm gonna give the excuse for the Rams to win this one. If they lose, they lose. I will admit I was wrong on that one. That's fine. I wouldn't be surprised if the Niners do win this game. But I'm going to go with the Rams to win this one. Just just to say, they because they had that bye week to prepare, I'm going to go with that be my reason. This will be a close one. This will come down to the wire. As long as Stafford doesn't swing the ball around too much and turn it over, they should be fine. But I see the Rams winning this one and trying to inch back closer to the lead in the NFC West, which we will talk about right here. The leader in the NFC West, and the only game this week to have two teams with a winning record play each other. If you have this on your bingo card, then congratulations. You are the luckiest man alive, because I don't know how you pulled it off. But the 6-1, I can't believe I'm still saying this this very day. For both these teams, I can't believe I'm saying these records. But the 6-1 New York Giants will take on the 4-3 in the NFC West leading Seattle Seahawks. Yes, both those teams are having a great year so far. And last week, the Giants were able to hang on to the skin of their teeth to win that game as they beat the Jaguars 23-17, holding off the Jags on their one-yard line on a last-pass effort to win it. They, he got down to the one and was pushed back by Giants defenders and not allow him to score and help the Giants pick up the win in that one. Quarterback Daniel Jones continued to look great this year. 202 yards passing. 
and a touchdown. Also ran for 107 yards and a touchdown on this one. Running back Shaquan Barkley, 110 yards rushing. Glad to see him continue to look good so far this year. Wide receiver Darius Slayton, three receptions, 58 yards and a touchdown. Wide receiver Wandale Robinson with six receptions for 50 yards. And kicker Graham uh, Janot with three for three on field goals in this one as well. As again, the Giants continue to keep on winning. And same with the Seahawks. They were able to beat up on the Chargers 37-23. Running back Kenneth Walker III continuing to look great. 168 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Uh, great, Another great game for the rookie as he's been doing a great job filling in for Penny who is out for the season. Quarterback Geno Smith with 20 for 27 for 210 yards, two touchdowns. And an interception. Uh, again, a pretty good game for Smith as well in this one. Weissberg Marquise Goodwin with 67 yards receiving and two touchdowns in this game as well. Also, kicker Jason Myers went three for three in this game as well. Weissberg DK Metcalf had to leave the game with a knee injury. Uh, sounds like it's nothing too serious, so it sounds like he could be back for this one. But this should be an interesting game on who's going to win this one. Uh, this could be a very back and forth one, in my opinion, as well. This Giants defense has looked really good so far this year. But in this one, because it is in Seattle, I'm going to go with the Seahawks pick up the win in this one. This offense has looked really good so far this year. Kenneth Walker has just looked incredible. Looking like the running back he looked like he was in college at Michigan State. So that's been a fun to watch him. Even though I watched him throughout college, and it was great to see him over at MSU there. So let's see if he'll be able to continue doing what he is doing with Seattle in this one. But I am expecting this to be a running back go crazy game between Barkley and and Walker. I don't be surprised both these guys have 150 yards rushing in this game. But I'm going to go with the advantage of the Seahawks. I think they have just been the better team so far this year. And it pretty much is going to depend on who avoids turnovers in this one. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks in this one. I think that's, again, will be a very close game between these two. But I like the Seahawks on home. Uh, Giants traveling across the country, I think, could be an issue as well. That is also a big factor, I believe, in picking some of these games as well when it comes to traveling that far across. But I'm going to go with the Seahawks winning this one and beating the Giants. And the Seahawks continue to reign on top of the NFC West. Now we go to Sunday Night Football, which will have the 3-4. and four. Again, another sort of shocking record uh, for the Green Bay Packers as they take on the 5-1 and one Buffalo Bills. Last week, the Packers lost to the Commanders 23-21. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers, 194 yards, passing two touchdowns. Wide receiver Alan Lazard, six receptions, 55 yards. Running back Aaron Jones, nine receptions, 53 yards, and two touchdowns. Also had 23 yards rushing. And linebacker Devondre Campbell with a 63-yard interception return for the touchdown to try to help out this offense, but just could not do it. As in this one, just this Packers offense could not get anything clicking at this rate. They just don't have any big threats on this team that can do anything to help out Raiden Rodgers. He can't get this, the ball moving from time to time. And it's just been a struggle for this Packers team. These guys pretty much are only relying on Lazard and Jones right now. I believe yeah, Randall Kybe is injured, so he wasn't available in this game. I believe uh, some people are coming back here soon. Sammy Watkins, I think, was supposed to be back for this game, but I didn't really hear anything about his stats. So we'll see if he becomes a factor here at some point this season, uh, coming up uh, season these coming weeks, I should say. So keep an eye on him. But again, this Packers offense could not get anything figured out. As for the Bills, they were on bye last week, and this team has looked pretty damn good so far this year. Again, 5-1, the best record in the AFC. As we'll start off looking at their single-player stats so far this year. We'll start off with quarterback Josh Allen, who had 1,980 yards passing so far this year, which is fifth in the NFL. 17 touchdowns, second in the NFL. Four interceptions and a 76.2 QBR rating, which again, second in the NFL. He also leads the team in rushing with 257 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. 
Well, only a yard behind him was running back Devin Singletary with 256 yards rushing in this season. No touchdowns for him, surprisingly, so far this year as well. As for the wide receivers, we had Stefan Diggs leading the way. 49 receptions so far this year with fourth in the NFL. 656 yards receiving, which is second in the NFL. And he is also tied for second with six touchdowns so far this year. Also, the defensive side looking pretty good as well. Linebacker Von Miller tied for fifth in the NFL with six sacks. A tied for third in the third with eight tackles for a loss. And safety Jordan Poyer leading the way with interceptions in the NFL as he is tied for first with four so far this season. So again, a great uh, individual stat so far for some of these players on Buffalo. But the stats uh, for both sides as well look pretty good. On offense, they're number one offense yards per game with 444, 440. First and passing yards with 323. And 16th in rushing with 118. And second in scoring with 29 points per game. Defensive side, they are first in yards with 281 yards allowed per game, 11th in passing with 205, first in rushing with 76, and first in points allowed with 13. They also are tied for six with turnover ratio, which is plus 13. 16 turnovers on defense and 10 turnovers on offense. So again, a big reason why this team is winning. They have a positive turnover rate, which is always a good thing to have. And this offensive defense has just looked absolutely incredible, especially when you're uh, second in points per game on offense and first in points per per game allowed on defense. Uh, this team has just looked absolutely incredible. And I don't expect anything different in this one as I expect the Bills to pick up the win this one. You had a bye week to watch the Packers figure out what they're going to do. You're at home in this one. The Packers are struggling. This seems like all oh, the formula for a Buffalo Bills win in my mind. Uh, hopefully Aaron Rodgers gives the Bills somewhat of a fight in this one can figure some things out with his offense. Uh, but in a very shocking fashion, the Packers didn't go to 5-3 and three with quarterback Aaron Rodgers under center. Again, you don't usually, you don't expect to hear that at all. But the Packers are more than likely going to lose this one to the Bills as the Bills are going to move to 6-1. and one. And the last game to talk about on the week is Monday Night Football, which is a battle in the AFC North where the 4-3 and three Cincinnati Bengals will take on the 2-5 and five Cleveland Browns. Last week, the Bengals beat the Falcons 35-17. Quarterback Joe Burrow going crazy in this one. 481 yards passing, three touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown as well. Wide receiver Tyler Boyd, a big factor in this game as well. Eight receptions, 155 yards, and a touchdown. Wide receiver Jamar Chase having a great game. Eight receptions for 130 yards and two touchdowns. Let's get the third head to this beast out there. Wide receiver T. Higgins, five receptions for 93 yards. Also running back Joe Mixon at 58 yards rushing in this game with a touchdown as well. So this Cincinnati Bengals offense looks like they just went off on full cylinders in this one. And that last game against the Falcons, this, everybody had a, all five of the major parts of this offense had a great game. I'll see if they keep that going here now against the Cleveland Browns, who lost to the Ravens last week, 23-20. They did a great job containing Lamar Jackson in this game. Offensive side, Jacoby Brissett at 22 for 27 for 256 yards, but was sacked five times and lost a fumble in that game as well. Running back Nick Chubb having a good game, 91 yards rushing and a touchdown. Wide receiver Amari Cooper leading the way with three receptions for 74 yards. Wide receiver Devontae Peoples-Jones, six receptions for 71 yards and a fumble loss. And wide receiver David Najuku went seven receptions for 71 yards in the game as well. And running back Kareem Hunt had a touchdown also. Um, also, some nice bad news for the Cleveland Browns is Najuku will be, was seen in a walking boot after the game and has been announced uh, that he has a high ankle sprain and will be out for two to five weeks as going to sleeper. So a big loss for this Cleveland team as Najoku has been either the number one or two receiver on this team uh, the last three or four weeks, it seems like. So a big loss to this Cleveland offense. 
Uh, but either way, I don't expect them to win this one at home. I have the Bengals winning this one. This offense has just looked uh, great last week. I'm expecting them to keep the cylinders moving now. This engine is running. It's going to be running fast. And I expect the Bengals to almost run over the Cleveland team, I feel like, in this one. I uh, would not be surprised if it's a 10-14-point victory for the Bengals, as I believe they will win this one convincingly and move to 5-3 and three on the season. Now, a couple of quick thoughts on uh, things that were mentioned this week in the NFL. Running back Todd Gurley is, sounds like we were told has been announced his retirement after six seasons, but he uh, also tweeted out fake news on his Twitter account, so he might not actually be retired, but if he is, let's go over his career stats anyways. I uh, had six seasons in the NFL, like I mentioned, 6,082 rushing yards in his career, 67 touchdowns, three-time Pro Bowl, two-time All-Pro, 2007 AP Offensive Player of the Year, uh, Either way, a great career for a six-year career for him. Uh, of course, I don't think those are Hall of Fame numbers, but uh, either way, he was an absolutely impossible running back to stop at one point in his career with the Rams. Uh, but things went sour at one point in that Super Bowl against the Patriots. He just did not was a no-show at that one. We had no clue why. Uh, he was then ended up going to the Atlanta Falcons, where he just didn't do too much there at all either which led to the end of his career, uh, what seems like the end of his career. But again, we'll see if Todd Gurley gets a chance to play on an NFL team here soon. And since he said that was fake news, we will see if that is true or not. Also, some other news that were announced by the NFL this week. Amazon Prime will be adding a Black Friday game in 2023. I like that because that'd be cool because we get the three games on Thursday, which will be Thanksgiving. So we get those three games. We're going to see my lovely Lions probably lose again, which they're definitely losing this year against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we had, and then the two other games as well, with the, the one with the Cowboys and the primetime game at night. So we get another primetime game on Friday night, which I like the idea. The more football Forest fans, the better. The more opportunities we get to watch the games, the better, in my opinion. So yes, I know the players might not like that idea. But as a fan, I think we all can agree that this is going to be a good thing for the NFL fan base. To see, get another game to watch, and that we want to worry to watching about six or seven other games to decide which one we want to watch. But again, I like the idea for Black Friday game. I think it's a great idea. Use a ho use a holiday to get more fans to watch the game. Uh, again, I think it's a great idea by Amazon Prime and the NFL. And before we end the show, I'm going to have a little bit of cold challenge on this one, uh, on some subject that I've been looking at this week. And that has to do with the quarterbacks, the older quarterbacks in the NFL. As it, is it officially time for the new QBs? in the NFL for the Josh Allens and the Patrick Mahomes and all that to get all the attention. And as for right now, Aaron Rodgers is struggling. Tom Brady seems like he's struggling. Matt Ryan is struggling. Russell Wilson is struggling. It seems like all these quarterbacks that we looked up to the past few years, or from not the last few years, for a decade almost, it seems like now for most of these quarterbacks, are starting to fall apart. Yes, for the Aaron Rodgers, it might be because his offense ain't as complete as it usually is. That could be a good reason. Tom Brady, yes, he usually has a slump at one point in the year, and he can turn the rack around. That's why I picked them to win this week, the Buccaneers. But it just, and Russell Wilson, just, I don't know what's going on with him at all. Matt Ryan, he's been able to put up the stats, but turnovers have been a big issue for him. There's just so many good quarter, older quarterbacks in this league right now. Carson Wentz, I guess you could say someone, he's not really that old, I guess. I won't put him in that category. But there's so many great quarterbacks that we had in the NFL that have been just not been able to do anything this year and it just blows my mind again if Tom Brady doesn't get the win this week I will even admit to myself that it might be a maybe a mistake for him to come out of retirement to play this year and he even said in an interview earlier this week last week that he said I don't have any thoughts of retiring anytime soon so it sounds like he might be planning to play another year which if he's playing like this right now it's it's almost hard to see him play another year because I don't want, again as me being a big Tom Brady fan myself I just don't want to see him 
end his career on a horrible note. I, I was happy to hear, hear him come back this year because after seeing what he did last year where he should have won the MVP, in my opinion, over Aaron Rodgers. But uh, you expect to see that almost same guy this year. But with, again, with everything going on in his life, too, that could be a factor what's going on with Tom Brady as well. Uh, again, we won't go into detail on that, but that could be a huge factor. Aaron Rodgers just cannot get anything going on offense. Uh, that He just has no good weapons on that team right now, and he just can't get this team over that hump, it seems like. Russell Wilson has the weapons, but he's just been struggling for some reason. I don't know if he's just cannot figure out this playbook or something. Whatever's happened with Russell, I cannot tell you. And just Matt Ryan, he's been kind of slowly dipping off from time to time. They're hoping to re- bring his career back as a Colt, but so far that's not been pretty for him as well either. So some of those older quarterbacks in the NFL just seem like they're starting to collapse or starting to fall down as the new re- regime starts to get better and better quarterback-wise in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's something to keep an eye on, and I think this week is the key week to keep every, an eye on everything. This will be the halfway point for the season for the majority of these teams. This is a do-or-die week for, I believe, all those older, older quarterbacks. Of course, Matt Ryan not playing this week, so a game going to be for him. But for Russell Wilson going to play in London against the Jaguars, for Tom Brady playing on Thursday Night Football, going against the Ravens, for Matt Ryan going against the Bills on Sunday Night Football. All these players have the opportunity to have people watch them, and that's what we want to see. That's why these teams have all the viewership they have is because these are the people we want to watch. But if we're going to watch them struggle, it's a whole different story, and things are going to turn around here quickly. So, again, this is the perfect week to have all these guys on TV, in my opinion, because this, is again, is the do-or-die week for these quarterbacks. This is what you need to keep an eye on this week. If you're watching Thursday Night Football, you keep an eye on Tom Brady and this team. How do they look? Do they look like they're going to come back to be that Patriots, uh, the Tampa Bay team that we've seen in the past? This is the week they got to prove that. For Russell Wilson, they're going over to London, yes. They're playing the Jaguars. This is a team, a game they should be able to win with that offense and defense and with the weapons they have. Russell Wilson needs to show me this week that he can play the game of football still. And for Aaron Rodgers, yes, this is going to be a very, very tough climb going against the best team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. They might not win this one. I don't have them winning this one. But I want to see something I see something out of Aaron Rodgers this game. I want to see a good game out of Aaron Rodgers. I want to see him beat up this very good Bills team defense yes he doesn't have the weapons but he's got to build the chemistry at some point this year halfway this season you should have something built with these young receivers now prove it to me in this game in my opinion but that is my thoughts on the older quarterbacks in the nfl i need i need proof of something and this is the week you need to prove it to me in my opinion just not a lot of good things happening for them and as hard as it is growing up and seeing these quarterbacks play throughout my entire youth and all that i just want to see something out of these guys i need to see something out of these guys because if not it is the end of my childhood with quarterbacks. They are all going to be gone at this point. Uh, in the next, and they probably are going to be all gone in the next couple of years. It seems like maybe Russell Wilson has more years than that, of course. But seeing Rodgers and Brady, Brady, I thought was already gone, and he came back. I was expecting some great things out of him, like I mentioned before. Did not do it, but again, the other quarterbacks, it might be the time for them to move on, but we'll have to wait and see what is going to happen here in the future. But as of right now, we'll have to keep an eye on these quarterbacks and see if the old regime can still do something here in the NFL. But overall, for Week 8, uh, what an interesting week we have to talk about. Like I mentioned, with those three quarterbacks, they have the games that are going to be on available on everybody's TV screen. At least, the so keep, make sure you keep an eye on those games if you can. Of course, on Amazon Prime, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can't watch that game. And if you don't have ESPN+, Plus, you can't watch the London game. But everybody will be able to get to watch Aaron Rodgers play, so we'll see what he will do on Sunday Night Football. But uh, quite a few interesting games this week. I mentioned the one game they have two, the only two winning record teams, Giants and Seahawks. We'll be able to see how that game goes. 
Niners and Rams will be an interesting one to keep an eye on as well. We'll see who will win that one and possibly try to inch forward in that NFC West, trying to keep up with the Seahawks. Uh, Jets-Patriots, I think, would be another interesting game to keep an eye on as well this week, especially with everything that's going on between those two teams right now. Cardinals-Vikings, I think, will be another interesting one to watch. But overall, a very interesting week of football. Should be a lot of action to keep an eye on. And like I mentioned, keep an eye on those older quarterbacks this week as well and keep an eye on some of those other games. Again, should be a very fun watch week of NFL football to watch. And that is all the football I had to talk about here today. So thank you guys for tuning in with me. For the latest information on the show, you can follow me on Twitter at Cold Talk and on Facebook at Cold Talk as well. That's at C-O-L-E-D-T-A-L-K. Either you can message me questions or topics like to hear on the show. You can even tweet with me during the events. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Also, don't forget, hit, don't forget to hit the subscribe and or follow button to get alerts when the newest episodes are released. Those episodes are on all the major platforms, including Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Deezer, iHeartRadio, and all the other major ones out there. So make sure you hit that subscribe and or follow button. Um, episodes coming up this week. Uh, today, of course, they have this NFL one out, and also today will be my NXT, talking about what happened on NXT. So make sure you keep an eye on that one. Also on Thursday, I'll be talking about AEW Dynamite. On Saturday, we'll talk about what happened on WWE SmackDown. Then on Tuesday, we'll talk about the sports world and what's happening around sports. We'll talk about the World Series, which is going to be beginning here on Friday. On October, that would be October 28th. Also, we'll be talking about the NASCAR playoffs. We'll have our final race on Sunday. We'll determine who is going to be going to the championship four. Also, we have talked about the NBA, the NFL, college football. We also can talk about uh, NHL, all those sports, MMA, anything that's going on in the sports world right now, which is a lot is going on in the sports world with everything going on right now. So we'll talk about all what's going on in that. Also, we'll be on Tuesday, we'll be talking about Monday Night Raw, what happened on that show. And then we wrap back on around the Wednesday, we'll be talking about the NFL once again, talking about Week 9 and all performances from Week 8. And also NXT coming out again on Wednesday as well. But again, thank you guys for tuning in with me. Make sure you hit that subscribe button to get alerts when those newest episodes are released. I'm your host, Cole Martins, and you guys all have a great day.